they, they, they should know by now. This is a No Apology Podcast. Back at it again. Episode 24, I believe. The Kobe Sold. <laughs> the Kobe Sold. R.I.P. to the Black Mamba. And we're going to title this, before we get into it, we're just going to title this, The Weaponization of Sex. And before we get any, to anything further... And this is, you know, I'm an African man, so this is just hurting me to say this now. We're going to send our shout-outs to Africa yeah. and all our listeners around the world. Right. We do have a couple different countries. Right. But this specifically Africa and everything that's going on in Nigeria with the SARS movement, you know, no apology definitely is unapologetic to that extent. And yeah. things like that need to, to, to stop. You know, Africa's always affected in so many ways. Even my home country of Liberia as well have a lot going on. So shout out to Africa right now. They need our prayers the most with everything that's going on. Yeah, I think, you know, I definitely send my my condolences and well wishes to Nigeria. Everybody that's out there, even people out here that's, you know, just witnessing it. Um, I'm not sure if it's about money. I don't I don't know what it's about, but. It's just once again one of those things where like, you know, our people just going against the grain and, you know, we just killing each other. And I think we tend to think that it only happens in America, but you know, it's a lot that, you know, goes on outside the countries and even with like just being black in general, we gotta keep in mind the late great Marcus Garvey. He was his his whole mob was infiltrated by the first black FBI agent. You know what I mean? So that's you know they do use our people against us at times, and I know that this is uh, the works of the Nigerian police. And I think their their intent before all this was to stop the robberies and theft in the country, and now it's turned into police brutality. So. Definitely want to send our well wishes and condolences to Nigeria. And, you know, let's just continue to do our part and be better individuals to not only ourselves, but the people around us. When with that, you know, being said, let's let's get into this topic. So let's start off slow. What is weaponization what would you what would you define weaponization chris <clears throat> well weaponization in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> is something that's capable of bringing you down okay and that could be anything okay and, and that's why weaponization is such a powerful word because anything could really be weaponized to a certain extent Hence, look at the prison system. Yeah, they can make a shank out of anything. Right, <laughs> right. But that's a different type of weaponization. Right. But anything that's capable of bringing you down could be weaponized in a sense. Okay. So yeah, just like you said, you know, I would I would look at it simply as using something as a weapon. You know, straightforward and whether you're married, whether you're in a relationship. Shit, even whether you're single, men and women, you know, commonly weaponize things within those relations that they have with others. And 
I guess we could start for men, you know, how how do we weaponize things in relationships? Well, you know, first thing that might come to mind is is money. You know, when you got a chick that you like or a girl that you're with, you know, if she don't give you the certain type of vibe or she's not giving you what you want, you know, you may not, you know, give her some give her the, the bread that you might give her to get her nails done or get her hair done. I don't know how many, you know, simps we have out there, how many <laughs> how many tricks we got out there that's just <laughs> throwing the dollars out. The trick Dawson's. Yeah. But that would be something that a lot of men use to get what they want. Like if you don't do this, you ain't gonna get that type of type of thing. Um, what else would what else would would uh men use? Let me see. Codependency. I did write that codependency is another um type of 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 thing that I think is commonly used. It's not as you know glorified and looked at as weaponizing but just being dependent on being around somebody could also be a way of controlling them and i think when people kind of know your weaknesses and know things that you're not really as strong at the the weaponizers will usually use that against you and turn that against you. So you got maybe like sex addicts. Sex addicts could be, you know, one of the most manipulative people in relationships. A lot of people don't even know that they're sex addicts. So it's a lot of times where, you know, whether male or female, you may not be into sex for the day. And they want to have sex. So it don't matter what you want. You know, they're forcing themselves on you. Or they might end up cheating on you and think that it's okay just because you're not having sex with them. So I think it's, you know, multiple multiple ways to, you know, attack it. And I think a lot of it can be, you know, unconditional. Um, it can seem unconditional. A lot of it can seem... You know, unintentional even in a way. But you never really know because it's never really about the victim in that in that point from from that aspect. It's usually all about the person that's doing the weaponizing. It's all about their needs. So, you know, that's that's kind of tricky. Um, One thing I can say is that, you know, men... And not just men, it's even some women that have that type of manipulative um, personality where they can persuade kind of with their mind, but not really. You see what yeah, I'm saying? But yeah. this kind of like the forcing of a, a personality where you can force certain things on them. That's weaponizing in a sense. Um, men are just, when it comes to relationships, we're, the, we're bigger physically. So we're already kind of weaponizing in a sense where our strength, you know, our strength has so much value to where we can do kind of anything that we want to a woman physically. And for those who use their, you know, words emotionally and kind of really get into a woman's head, I think that's 
weaponizing the most. You know what I'm saying? Is yeah. with our words and our actions as far as being manipulative and getting what you want, not even from money or you know type of codependency, but just that mental edge that we have type of shit. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think you know, like I said, with the notion or the concept that it's unconditional love, I think that can be, you know, that a guilt trip exactly in a way, and you know, people deal with a lot of trauma. People deal with a lot of trauma, you know, childhood trauma, to where, you know, a, a lot of spoiled kids or people that are spoiled, they usually grow up as unhappy adults. So when these people get into relationships, they kind of expect to be spoiled exactly how they were as a kid. And that's where it kind of gets a little tricky. Um, We just spoke about how men could possibly, I guess, and I guess we could kind of go more, I guess, I don't know if we can go more on, on the, the, the codependency, because I think, like I said, in a way, it's, it's like, it's nothing is about the other person. When you're kind of dependent on somebody, mm-hmm. nothing is about them. Everything is about you, and you kind of like victimize people for having their own mind, having their own opinion. Um and that like I said, it just it gets dangerous if you don't really know yourself before getting into the relationship because commonly if men are the ones that are doing this manipulating, women are kind of just want to make us happy. They want to just do everything in their power to make things work within their relationship. And I think that right there can cause a lot of turmoil, a lot of stress on a woman just alone trying to get through to a man along with trying to, you know, keep her relationship intact. Exactly. But that that comes with the, the moral of a woman, too, and what, you know, she really wants to gain within the relationship. Because a lot of times, you know, it's so easy just to walk away and say, I can't deal with this shit. But for those who are just, for example, a marriage where you're just happily in love, y'all 10, 5 years, whatever, you know, you're in love. So that's hard to walk away with whatever type of dependency that you have towards that, (laughs) excuse me, towards that person. Because there's love involved at this point, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, And I think that's a controlling factor as well, too is having that love to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly what you what, what you what you kind of are saying right now. Do you think that I'm cuz I don't think a lot of people our age really know a lot that goes into relationships. I think a lot of people you know just think, "All right, well, we go together, we're going to go on some dates. You know, we're going to take some pictures for the gram." Uh we gonna argue a little bit, and that's you know what I'm saying. That's we, we we gonna fuck a little bit, and that's just really it. And that's kind of the misconception, cause like once you start getting older, you know, living with people, things like that. Like, and I could I could just speak from well, we both kind of speak from experience, but you know, when you just dating and messing around with 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 women. And when you actually living with a woman, it's a totally different experience. 
You know, it's a totally different experience because you have to kind of dumb yourself down as a man. And I'm not saying, you know, be a female, but I'm saying you kind of got to dumb yourself down to make your relationship work at some point. You know, you can't be too manly. You can't be overpowering, overbearing, you know. And, you know, that's kind of where, like, if you don't know that beforehand, you may become, you know, that person that is weaponizing things or, you know, victimizing the woman that you're with. And it's, like I said, a lot of times it's unconscious. It's unconscious. It's, it's so easy to do because you naturally, as being a man, you're, you get aggressive at times for no reason. Yeah. You're emotions you kind of deal with your emotions differently than how women would deal with their emotions so even just a common argument could be escalated in so many different ways and it could start a trend that could just be bad every time you guys argue where she just kind of gets used to when we argue he hits me so i'm okay with him hitting me and things like that and it's it's a mental thing and it's it's basically Losing that person's love or scared or, you know what I'm saying, is really all what that person's thinking in their mental and what they're trying to lose. Because it's, it's so easy just to walk away. But do you really want to start over? <laughs> right. Do you really want to move out and find somebody else? And a lot of times that's where the advantage is at. Because maybe the, the man is, is the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Maybe the man is the person holding the castle together. So by you leaving... Um, you can't even think straight now because he's all you know. Yeah. And it, it's relationships like that. And you're right. I don't think a lot of people within their, let's say, 20s, 25 to 30 can really say that they've been in a solid five-year relationship. Mm-hmm. And setting boundaries is important too. I think without boundaries, you allow anything to happen. You know, you're, you're kind of, you know, subjected to anything happening. It's boundless. The possibilities of you being controlled are endless just by not setting boundaries. If your partner knows, you know, what they can do or can't say to you or, you know, can't treat you this certain way, then it'd be a little harder. Not saying that it still can't happen, but I think it's important to really, you know, set those boundaries. And, you know, some people might think, you know, setting boundaries is too much. It's too much. And (laughs) and you don't want to come off like somebody's parent. (laughs) Yeah. Like an over-aggressor constantly telling somebody what to do. Yeah. Because it it could seem like that as well. Yeah. Um, So kind of transitioning to how women might weaponize. I don't have every uh, example for y'all. I actually wanted to have some females call in uh, this episode, but I think it we would, you know, kind of do better just playing a clip because I actually got, you know, this topic from a podcast that I was uh, listening to and I had peeped the clip on the gram. All right, so I'm going to play y'all this clip from uh, the Deadass Podcast with 
Kadeen and Devell Ellis. Some of y'all might know them. They're a real uh, famous couple, black couple from uh, New York. And they have a, a podcast that y'all could go check out as well. But they had a topic that they were touching on. And I'm going to play all this clip right now. always on me why is he always on me Mm -hmm. if sex is gonna be a chore for you that you don't really want to do why do women constantly push monogamy on men if you know that you don't want to have to deal with him all the time just wanting you Mm -hmm. why do you push monogamy on men well who's to say i pushed anything on anybody like well we know that you pushed monogamy on me i pushed monogamy i forced you to get married to me time out (laughs) so as you can hear you know Kind of kind of went left when uh and they're married now. Kind of went left when uh the monogamy part came in, but I wanted to just briefly speak on how women kind of weaponize sex to push the narrative of them wanting to be married. Whoa, I think that is you know a common thing, and like I said, if you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm basically just saying you're, a woman may stop or kind of put a pause on the sex. Or not even put a pause or, like, be less frequent with the sex to then get what they want from the relationship being, though, being, i.e., the ring, i.e., marriage, i.e., wedding, things of that nature. What's your opinion on that one, Chris? Because I know I just dropped the bomb. That's, you dropped the bomb. <laughs> and just from the video, the first thing that hits me, and I, it probably hit all the good brothers out there, <laughs> is sex as a chore. Why yeah. do women treat sex as a chore? Yeah. Why do they weaponize it and make it seem like <laughs> it's something that they're doing? <laughs> well, we don't have any females here right now, so... Let's try to answer it the best of our ability. Why Why do you think that, you know, and I'm sure that every man has been in that situation where their girl feel like, or or they feel like, you know, like I said, their girl might feel like they're just doing it for them. No, what I think at all times is there's always a hidden agenda. That hidden agenda could be the marriage or if that's what they're pertaining to. It could be a new pair of shoes. Okay. It could be communication. Taking you shopping. It could be communication. It could be because of some picture you liked on Instagram. Yeah, facts. Like you talk. You I heard you was talking to this girl. So I mean, we I'm not, gonna hold this against you because yeah. I know that's gonna hurt you the most. Yeah. Your number one pride and joy when it yeah. comes to your lady. Yeah. <laughs> what she possesses that you want yeah. at all times. Right. I'm gonna take that away from you. Right. Um, that, that right there is a, is a heavy one because, and I just want to throw out there that it can be unconscious. So if you didn't know that this could be kind of like a form of manipulation, this might be a shocker to you. Not saying that you're a bad person or, you know, cause this is, this is not subject to women. This is something that men might do too, not with sex really, because, not a lot of men naturally can just withhold themselves from their 
from their spouse, you know, with with sex. But I think the 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 reason why you know a lot of women may withhold it is because they don't feel secure in a relationship at the time. They might not feel like it's their time to get married yet, and they may not want to waste their moments with somebody that's not willing to marry them. Um, even with the whole exchange of sex, keyword exchange, I think a lot of women may believe that they're doing us a favor by having sex with us. And it's an exchange. So just like they're giving you something, you're giving them something as well. So I think that's something that 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 really sticks out to me because you know just you you know as a man, you know a lot of women just might feel like, "Oh, you know, I I'm giving you this." You know what I'm saying like that's that's you just take that, you feel me? You should be deserve you should you, you don't even deserve this, but I'm going to just give you this. I'm going to just give it to you. Yeah. Wrap it up and give it to you. But yeah. I mean, I think it does depend too. Like you said, it's kind of a give or take, but I said, as men, we have to be givers. And when you a good giver, <laughs> I that, and we don't got no women to to validate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, but when you were, I feel like when you a good giver, you and you want to reciprocate that back to you, you feel like it's kind of a given, given. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're yeah. giving, they're taking, they give you, you're taking. But when it's one sided in a way, when they feel like they're just constantly giving themselves to you, then it feels different because. Sex is supposed to be intimacy between two parties. Right. So you guys are supposed to be intimate and both enjoying it at a high level of happiness. So when it's just kind of a compromise or a settle, then you start to lose that intimacy. And then that's when it comes a game in, in such a way. Now you're just putting it on me when you want to. <laughs> I think it's I think it's weird, you know, because everybody is different. Everybody's relationship is different. And I think in some cases, a woman's sex drive might be higher than a man's sex drive and vice versa. But I know for the most part, you know, men are more just prone to want to have sex. You know what I mean, more, more often than, than, uh, than not. And I'm not really sure how women take it in relationships because like i said he the topic that they brought up was if it's a chore if it's a chore why are we why are we not allowed to have more than one woman if that's a chore to you it may not be a chore to me but if it's a chore to you does that even does that make sense because i get where he was coming from it's like if something like that you feel like it's not that deep to you or it's just something that you have to do to please me. You the king of your castle. Why why only one woman? Do you do you feel like that men should only have one woman? In a perfect world, men should only have <laughs> one woman. In a perfect world. But when it comes down to feelings, ties, emotions. Yeah. Just the way men, their sex drive, like you said, like right. it's high. Our emotions is high. We want to be talked to. We want to be touched. We want to. Might it might be more than women at at a certain point in time, right? 
So <laughs> I believe a man can handle multiple women at a time. Right. And I say that <laughs> and I say that by saying the reason why is cuz we can communicate on a certain level where we can have multiple communications right. more than once. That's what right. I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. Nah, I mean I would I would, you know, I would agree. Um do you believe that it's fair for women to you know at, at some point within the relationship if if they may not feel like you're going to marry them? Do you feel like that that should be a way of kind of getting your attention to get what they want? I don't feel that because I, I was always a firm believer in, you know, work for the job, do the job that you want. <laughs> <laughs> Start working for the job that you want. Okay. Now, I so, agree, though, because as a man, like, you know, we can't really do that. Like, we can't be like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop know? working. I'm going to stop yeah, paying I'm, I'm the bills. Stop. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. stop protecting yeah, my I'm family. I'm going to stop protecting my family. Because you're not giving me sex. Yeah, like, yeah. How does that sound? Yeah. So it's kind of like when you look at it, it's a big double standard. It is. And we're in a lose-lose because as men, we have to propose anyway. So it's not like we would have to withhold anything to get married because if we're going to get married, it's up to us. So I think, like you said, huge double standard. Um, not really the only one that we have to really uh, experience as men. And, you know, there's a lot of double standards that women have, you know, that that uh, are against them. Like, you know, the whole cheating thing, you know, a, a lot of women may get crucified for cheating one time on they they do hell yeah and even with the having multiple relationships when a guy has two wives it's not really frowned upon we look at it and we say okay (laughs) it seems normal but when a woman has two husbands hold the fuck up she's a hoe right something wrong with her (laughs) like she's a demon (laughs) right like there's so much like negativity that would come with that and me personally, I would have a problem with that. Yeah. If a woman had two husbands, <laughs> I would have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just simple and plain. There's like in certain religion, it's, certain religions, it is allowed that, you know, men are, you know, able to have multiple partners. But outside of religions, if you know, we bring in polygamy, which is being able to be with multiple partners. That is unisex. You know, that it doesn't, you know, it's not just with men, both parties. Like, even if you wanted to be a swinger, some relationships are swingers where they just have sex with whoever and they're still in a relationship with them. Like, they're committed together, but they swing you know they have sex with other couples and all that other weird stuff respectfully um but it, that's that's swinging shit crazy too bro yeah <laughs> that, that that's different i don't they be don't. swinging at the clarion hotel there on uh, <laughs> mount laura for all you freaks oh my god he's snitching chris on here snitching <laughs> Oh man yeah man just best with y'all but <laughs> go find yeah, out what that's that like I said, the the whole you know this topic is 
just really geared to the awareness and you know bringing bringing awareness to things that a lot of younger people may go through but don't really know they're going through it male or female um whether it's fair or not i would have loved to have some females on here and you know have that debate because there's a lot of women that may feel and may feel different than how we're feeling now and that might be a conversation that we need to have as well yeah i mean if if we get enough responses from this and you know some women feel as though it's a it's a, a talking matter i don't i have no problem you know talking about that uh but you know just as far as like the being fair like i said us as men we can't really stop doing our you know manly duties because we aren't getting our way in a relationship and then in fact if that's going to be the case i think men should fight they should try to push back with that if that's going to be the thing i mean why you know why go through your relationship you know kind of feeling you know back against the wall type um and a lot of times it's hard to even walk away from situations like that cuz like I said this this is something that happens on the verge of trying to get married so this is somebody that you may have been with for a year or two or even past that so you may be kind of stuck in a weird situation but I think communication is important in that in that regard and I know a lot of people our age i'm not sure you know by specifics you know how they would handle it but i'm sure like a lot of guys our age really wouldn't be down for you know oh we gonna pause you know the girl saying you know we gonna stop having sex for right now because blah 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 so i think that's you know in the social media era is just it's hard to try to fight for your relationship yeah when you got girls posting new for free. You right, know what I'm so right. It takes a stronger man to stay there and try to fight through it. And it takes a weaker man to say, all right, I ain't beat for this. I'm going to walk away. Because right. what happens when it happens again? Right. You're just going to keep walking and walking. And that's how you just know, you know, that marriage may not be for you or having a relationship may not be. And there's people like that. Like, not every man is really built for a marriage or maintaining a relationship with one person. Yeah, man. I mean, for me personally, you know, my mom has been through two divorces. My dad's been through three. Ooh. <laughs> um, that was kind of tough on me just mentally just seeing that. You know, you could kind of guess how I thought about marriage, you know, <laughs> growing up. Yeah, and see, now I come from a f- family where... My mother and father were never officially married. Okay. You know so it's okay. different for me, too. So I look at marriage at a whole other perspective. I've seen my aunts and uncles go through divorces. It's it's tough, like, growing up and seeing that. Like, you developed kind of that, not, not a descent towards marriage, but you kind of look down upon it. Like, is this really what it is type of thing? Yeah, I think, you know... Early on, I just felt like it wasn't as necessary as everybody was making it seem. Just because what I saw from my experience, 
I saw how ugly it could get. I saw how good it could get, you know, as far as weddings and stuff like that. Yeah. Or even if times. you don't really care about weddings, I seen, you know, how you could just get married at the Justice of Peace and get in and out that John. You engage one day, married the same day. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I got to see that. But I think as I got older, you know, I also realized that I was using my parents' experiences with marriage and putting that towards my own experience without having the experience. Yeah. So I was kind of, you know, I recognized that and I just knew that at some point getting older that I would have to, not have to as far as imperative, but just be more curious to walk my own path of life. Definitely. And at least test it out. So, you know, Eventually, yeah, I, I, I believe that I, I will be a married man. Um, and I think that's just, you know, important for anybody out there that has gone through the same things that I've gone through, being younger, seeing your parents go through those things. Um, just to have your own experience and get get your own experience through life and not necessarily through the experience of others before us. And... Just as far as weaponizing, you know, anything to get a ring and all that other stuff, in my opinion, I, I things should just be as natural as can be. Natural. That's you shouldn't have to force a man to marry you. You shouldn't have to force a woman to have sex with you. Everything right. should be natural in the sense that you want to get married. Right. You sh- and that's why, like, I'm the type of person. I'm not going to use my my past experiences affect my future decisions. Right. But at the same time, I'm going to use those experiences as lessons learned to teach myself moving forward. So I'm not going to fully commit myself to a marriage until I know that I'm fully at that state of mind where there's going to be no bad intentions on my end. Yeah. Because I was never going to be the type of person to you know, just do this shit because of the name or do this shit because of the ring. I was always going to have morals and values when it came down to a marriage, and I'm going to hold that to the highest pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, if you're not going to go in like that, then what's the point of even going in? And everything needs to be natural. You shouldn't have to force a person to love you. You shouldn't have to weaponize sex to make that person want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Because that might not be the turnout that you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> it may just be that person you was forcing yourself on may have a hidden agenda. Yeah. I think when you force things, you know, and I think this is this is more of like a power versus force kind of thing. I think when you force things, it's kind of self-serving in a way. And power is serving others. Uh when it comes to just being natural and, and free flowing, not to say that things aren't gonna be forced or feel forced in a way, but when they do feel forced, a conversation and dialogue should always be available. You know, you shouldn't feel awkward or feel weird of having that conversation when things do feel forced. But I think having things naturally presented and you know, spoken about could avoid any drastic changes that could affect your relationship for the long term or mm. 
may destroy it completely. Um, it's a lot of intangibles, intangibles that go in relationships, just even with compromising. And I think even with compromising, it's important to just know who you're with, know who you want to be with, know the type of person that you want to be with before you even start dating. These are all key important factors that go into you finding a soulmate or finding the person that you think is a soulmate. Because a lot of times you might see somebody for who they are, you know, before you meet them. But as you get to know them, they're not really who you thought they were before. So I think that's a lot, you know, to take in even with dating, you know, just know what you're what you're looking for. That's the experience that comes with dating when you, you know, you kind of get the the good bad and the ugly but you got to be prone to learning open to learning as you as you go on you know our generation we just willy-nilly with shit kind of in, in a way we just dating just to you know get a nut <laughs> you know dating just to say oh i'm with this person because they popular or you know this person was i heard they they was you know Messing with this person So I want to make this person jealous This weird weird shit So it's It's just important man It's it's so important to Just know what you want Out of a Out of a, a, a situation And that goes back to just Boundaries Setting those boundaries Knowing what you want And knowing what you don't want And I know this is kind of a You know Sideways topic But you know, I didn't want to keep uh, talking about, like, you know, current events and stuff. I kind of wanted to veer off and give people a topic that, you know, we could really, you know, do a little deep dive on and probably even learn something new. Uh, I would love, you know, any type of reactions that, you know, no podge listeners may have. Definitely comment. Let's make the discussion because we definitely going to do this again. Yeah. Like you said, have a more female perspective. It's nice, you know, veering off the current events for a little bit, too, giving you guys our perspective about certain things. You're talking about guys with years of experiences. Right. <laughs> so we're just giving game. That's it. Right. And, you know, I, f- I forgot to do it before we started, but, you know, I want to shout out all of our listeners, everybody that continues to listen and support us. Um, we do have listeners overseas after I checked the analytics. So I want to, you know, give a quick shout out to, you know, everybody in the States, of course. You know, we are in uh, New Jersey recording currently. But, you know, I want to give a shout out to Australia. I want to give a shout out to Ireland, Germany, Angola, Russia, Philippines, the Netherlands, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Singapore and Ghana, you know what I mean? Shout out to everybody, you know, out here tuning in. That's love, man. That, Shout that's out to love, everybody. you know, because we just starting this thing out. Um, so yeah, that's that's, you know, really it. I mean, you have anything else to say, you know, on this on this topic? I know we kind of ended short, but I didn't want to drag this too much. Just wanted to give y'all the meat and potatoes and something that we could all learn something from at least. Now, discussion was dope. I ain't got nothing additional. Definitely appreciate the listeners internationally and ones in the U.S., the ones that's been showing us support since day one. Um, 
I do feel like no apology. We still got a lot up our sleeves, so still tune in. Word. And with that being said, you know, this is the No Apology Podcast. You we'll already see know. See y'all next week, man. Peace.